Do you find yourself spending way too much money when you go out? Do you find yourself wishing that the month would end faster so that you can get your monthly salary? Overspending and living paycheck to paycheck can be very tedious and that's why we created Finlect. With Finlect, you can use an app that will teach you how to get control of your finances by helping you track your budget, track your expenses, and provide you with educational content about money. So what are you waiting for? Get the app and start your journey to financial freedom. In today's podcast episode, we continue our conversation with Morgan Newman. She talks to us on investment versus savings, retirement plans, and why you need to consider asset liquidity before putting your life savings into one Pokemon card. We hope you enjoy the episode. So there seem to be a lot of moving parts when it comes to investing. You have to consider a lot of stuff. And one -hmm. of the things I've been told is that maybe you should look into using an advisor. So when should you choose an advisor and how do you choose a good advisor? Sure. That's a great question. You know, I am an advisor and I often find that I know what I do, but other people don't know what I do. And so this, thank you for asking this question so I can shed some light on it. There comes a certain point in time where either you've accumulated enough in in wealth, or maybe you just don't have the time to spend managing your own investments where you need to bring in someone else to do it for you. The good news is, is that as technology develops. There's a lot of platforms and apps out there now that you can get started for very low dollar amounts and put together some really great portfolios to get you started and grow your wealth. But eventually you do get to a point you're like, wow, this is a fair amount of money and am I doing the right thing? So, you know, some people though, they will like to do it by themselves forever and that's fine. I like to say, use the analogy of, do you wash your own car and spend the time, your time and energy washing your car or do you just pay a little bit of money and go to the car wash and have somebody else do it for you Um, and that's kind of the way you can think about you know what a financial advisor can do in terms of should you manage your own investments or is it time to off hand it off to somebody else and so a financial advisor in addition to the investment aspect of it which is you know it's kind of one part of what we do um, is helping you select investments and putting together the asset allocations based on your goals, but it's really looking at it comprehensively through a financial plan and, you know, looking at all the different aspects of the things that go on in your financial life, because, you know, investments is just one aspect of it. You know, are you thinking about buying a car or leasing a car? Should you rent or should you buy a home, right? All of those questions are things that financial advisors should be able to help you with and bring value to in your financial life. So you mentioned there's a point of accumulated wealth when you get to it, that's maybe when you should consider getting an advisor. But mm-hmm. I want to ask, how do you know when you're ready to invest? What, uh, what financial threshold is there? Should I be waiting to hit it and then I start? Or can I start with apps like Robinhood and all the others are available right now? Sure. So like I said, is that because of the technology like apps like Robinhood, you don't have to have you know, $100,000 saved up to take to a financial advisor, like now I'm ready to invest. You can start on these platforms, I think for, you know, like $25 or whatever it might be, depending on what it is, where you're working with. So you have the ability to get started as soon as possible for as little as you can afford. When it comes to investing though, like I said, it's one part of your financial life. So we have to look at it holistically, right? So do you have enough in emergency savings? So what would happen if something, you know, here in the US, we're in the coronavirus pandemic. And so if you were laid off from your job, are you going to be going to your these investment portfolios that you're putting together to have your short term cash flow needs? 
um, or do you have enough in emergency savings put away? Uh, making sure that you do have that because like I said, we don't wanna rely on money in the market for short-term needs. In addition to that, do you have any debt? And if you do have debt, what's the cost of that debt? What's the interest rate? You know, there's a big difference between a mortgage or a student loan at, you know, three, four, five percent in interest and a credit card, which can be upwards of 18% into the 20s, right? And if you think about it from the standpoint of, okay, say you have a dollar and you're saying, do I invest this dollar or do I put this dollar to pay off a credit card at 20%? Well, that dollar in the stock market has to grow more than 20% in order to justify not paying off that debt on the credit card. Um, and now historically over time, now saying that, that there are times, obviously last year was a great year for the stock market. It was up over 30%. But over time, the, the S&P 500 averages the return about 7 to 8%, right? So 20% is a lot more than 7 to 8%. Um, and so that's why you have to look at it kind of as a big picture before you're ready to say, you know what, yes, I'm ready to start investing based on your own personal financial situation. So how do you, what advantages do you see of having an investing account over just a regular savings account that will get you maybe two to 5% interest per year? Um, I want to know what savings account you have that's giving you two to 5% <laughs> a year because... <laughs> The high yield savings accounts here in the U.S., um, you're getting a you're getting about half a percentage point on oh, wow. in interest. So, um, so there's really not much You know, it's really, I tell people it's not sexy and it's not fun, but it's necessary to have that. You know, you're about three to six months worth of living expenses if you're single, more if you're married or have dependents in in cash, just sitting there doing nothing. So, you know, so that there there's different. You know, there's a difference between savings and investing. Savings is that that cash that you have, whether it's checking savings, high yield savings, whatever money market, whatever it might be. Um, that's the money that you're going to go to for you know your emergency fund, that three to six months worth of living expenses, or if you have a short term need that you're funding, right? Say you're going on vacation in a couple months, and that's where that money's going to come from. That's what the cash savings does. The investment account is for longer time periods that we're looking at. So I would say a minimum of five years out before you needed the money back for to start investing with. And what about the disadvantages of maybe choosing to have an investment over savings? Um, well, the disadvantage to investments is that they can go down, right? Um, yes. So that is right. So if you're looking at something um, that you're going to say, you know what, next year I'm going to need a thousand dollars to you know buy a car and that thousand dollars you invest today is worth eight hundred dollars next year well you can't afford your car right so that's the that's the downside to investing is that there's no guarantees in it right the market historically on a trajectory up but year over year month over month we don't know what's going to happen nobody does no matter what you hear on the news or read online nobody has any idea what the market's going to do and so the downside to it is that uncertainty that lack of guarantee that the money you have in there today is going to be there tomorrow so moving away from just the stock market what are some major investing red flags because there are a lot of areas you can invest in whether like you said you can invest in art you can invest in pokemon cards you can invest in the stock in the stock market how does one identify red flags and how do you know what you should stay away from? I think the general rule of thumb to follow on this is that if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's, when you come to investing, you're taking on risk 
inherently, right? So if you put it in the stock market, there's the market risk. If you invested in bonds, there's default risk, there's interest rate risk. There's a long list of different kinds of risks that are out there that are just not investing in the stock market, right? Say something like you invest in something like Pokemon cards, which I think is a fun example. So that's great. So say you put $100 into Pokemon cards, but in a couple of years, you need that money back for you know whatever reason that you're ready to buy a home or you want to you know, go on a trip or whatever it might be. And so maybe, you know, a couple of years, nobody wants to buy your Pokemon cards. So now you have an asset, which call, is called illiquid, that there's, there's no way for you to actually get the cash off of it that you've invested in it. When we talk about red flags, I think about it is there's always a risk to investing and just making sure you know what those risks are ahead of time going into it. You know, and if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. And I think the other important thing about this too is that when it comes to investing, there are, there's cost to it, right? Whether it's fees, whether it's potential taxes that you might incur and that if someone's not talking to you about, if you're looking for investment advice and someone's not talking to you about the fees or the costs associated with it, that to me should be a red flag. There's no free lunch in this, right? You just don't get to magically make money overnight by investing. Somebody's getting paid somewhere. Definitely. Now, one of the things you mentioned earlier was a retirement plan. When should one start thinking about that? Because most of our listener base would be mid-20s and maybe they think, oh, I'll get onto that later. When should you start fully putting some serious attention down on making a retirement plan? That's a great question. Um, and it's not probably what you want to hear, but it's now. It's as soon as humanly possible to get started thinking about retirement. Um, and I say that because, at least here in the U.S., you know, there are no more pension plans, really. They're a thing of the past. And Social Security, who knows what that's going to look like when we get there and what, how, when we're going to get it and how we're going to get it. So which really means we're left funding our own retirement. And, and that's, you know, if you start to think about how much money you spend in a year and multiply that by 30, which is hopefully how long you'll live in retirement, that can be a big number and a scary number. So you need to get started as soon as possible with as much as you can afford. The good news about doing it through things like the 401k plan is that it comes automatically out of your payroll. You don't even have to think about it. So it's a really easy way just to, I'm going to start with 1%. Like just try it. You don't, it's not like an open enrollment where you can only do your benefits once a year. You can change your 401k contributions at any point in time. So try, just try a 1% increase and see how that feels on your paycheck and your budget. And if you can adapt to it, which I find oftentimes people can because it's out of sight, out of mind, that get comfortable with that and then try another percent. Definitely. Now, my final question for you is, how do you believe investing links to financial freedom? I think it's directly connected. And I say that because um, I mentioned earlier that, you know, the interest rates here on cash are minimal at best. And so what it really tells you is that you're not going to be able to save your way to your future, that you're really going to have to invest to get that money to grow. Um, and so when you think about financial freedom and all those things that you want to accomplish um, in life, whether it is, you know, taking a trip around the world in 10 years or buying a home, raising a family, retiring, um, you know, those are, you need the help of the compounding of the dollars of the market growth to get there. Um, and so that's why I think being take, listening to podcasts like this and, and reading articles and taking classes and doing what you can to become an educated investor is incredibly important because the more 
educated you are around it, the more empowered you're going to feel to take action to get started. Um, and as you see those dollar amounts grow and your account balances, it's a lot of fun. Um, you feel really good about yourself and those things that you dream about when you think about financial freedom become a lot more of a tangible reality to look forward to. Well, thank you so much, Morgan, for helping people learn about investing. And we are so grateful to have had you on the podcast. We appreciate all that you provided. Is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with? That is a good question. I didn't think about a closing statement, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I just think, um, you know, I'm I, thrilled about the work that Finlex is doing. Um, I was very honored and appreciative to be a part of this. And really, you know, just, I know this information isn't taught in the schools as well as it should be, if at all. So don't feel overwhelmed by it. Don't feel like you're the only person that doesn't know this. Um, a lot of people are in the same boat that you are. So just embrace it, learn as much as you can. The more you learn about it, the more comfortable you're gonna feel with it. And then just get started. Start, you know, dip your toe in the water, start with small amounts, get comfortable with it. And as you get comfortable with it, you know, keep going, stay the course. Um, and financial freedom is within your reach. Well, thank you so much, Morgan. And thank you listeners for coming to another podcast episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening and we hope that you learned something from our series with Morgan Newman. Hopefully she was able to break down some of the commonly asked questions related to investing that you might have and gave you some knowledge on how to start your journey to financial freedom through investing. We'll catch you soon with a new and interesting guest.